Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I am Michael. And here and we are it. again. And that is it. No <laughs> bots go. today. We usually have that third. He is not here. I guess he is off in the woods climbing, hiking, doing something. But we have some news to talk about. It's a perfect day. We were just discussing that it's kind of rainy, gloomy. We're supposed to get high winds and just kind of a crappy day here. And it's a perfect day for gaming and talking about gaming and recording. I've got my hot cup of coffee here with me. So I'm excited to jump into what news we do have. I, I think a lot of people know this was a big week ps5 and xbox came out so i'm sure nintendo was like you know what we'll let you have your moment we'll take a step back with the news department and uh, not release anything let you have your fun so we have a couple stories to chat about though yeah nothing nothing too crazy but a few little ones Mm -hmm. uh the first one is concerned ape went to twitter and kind of reminded everybody that the 1.5 update is almost here it is in the home stretch just a quick reminder is that in this update, they kind of do a little polishing, some bug fixing. They're adding the split screen co-op. They're adding new end game content and new areas as well as banana trees. So if you are a Stardew Valley fan, you should be looking forward to this because I definitely am. Yeah, I am very much looking forward. I wonder what the new areas. I mean, I have not beat in the game and i know that there is an end right this is one it's not like a minecraft there's an end to the game i believe mm-hmm. and uh, i have not gotten to that i don't but, think uh, i have either for the new areas i know you've gotten a lot farther than me in it i have a lot um, of hours but in i am game, excited but yeah i don't think i've actually yeah. finished it <laughs> Between the two games, well, I, I guess between the two versions of the game that I have, I have it on Steam, which I played a lot, and I have it on uh, Switch, which I played it a lot. Mm-hmm, and I, I absolutely love this game. I'm excited to play it again at some point. I'm not eager to jump into it right this second, but I do think that uh, new areas and, and content will be fun to explore because it's just it's a great game. Yeah. From screenshots, I saw it looked like it's going to be like tropical paradise or something like mm. that in the new areas. So okay. I'm I'm all for that, especially if there's going to be banana trees that make sense. But yeah. we'll see soon. I wonder apparently. how you get there, though. I wonder, like, where is this new area? Must be maybe a boat. How do we get there? Do we take a boat? Do we take a, a you know, jump on the bus and it drives us there? Sure. I wonder how we do it. That's cool. I mean, it's got to be one of those two. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess that's really the only options, right? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, earlier this year, we reported that Pokemon developer Game Freak would be moving their headquarters to Kanda Square in Tokyo. And apparently that move has been completed. Uh, A profile for Game Freak's new offices has been shared on Office Snapshots. And it shows us a little little teaser, a little inside view of their new headquarters. Now, they did say that the new headquarters is um, heavily based or inspired by Pokemon Pokemon Red and Green. So every single room, hallway, corridor, you know, entry level, all of it was supposed to be inspired by Pokemon Red and Green, which obviously is the games that kickstarted the company's journey. They went on to be quoted as saying the motif for the office design is Pokemon Red version and Pokemon Green version. And the office itself is configured to be a game world. The lobby area, which is the starting point for the adventure, portrays Viridian Forest by expressing the cries of Pokemon, sunlight, and living trees and creatures. 
All the meeting rooms are named after towns featured in the game. The color that the town name is based on is used in the room's motif. For example, the origin of Pallet Town in the game is white. From this element of white, we imagined a blank canvas and planned the design concept using corresponding textures and color schemes. So the whole thing is kind of based about the games, which is kind of cool. Get some inspiration going there. And the photos are nice. I mean, it's a really well-designed looking office space i guess i i looked at the photos after i read what they said here Mm -hmm. and it was not what i was expecting at all the way they explain it it makes it seem like it's gonna be this pokemon paradise and when you look at the photos it just looks like a nice modernish office with plants and there's a plant wall and i have a feeling that it's one of those things where you have to be there to experience it to like hear the pokemon sounds and things like that but from those photos it does not scream pokemon headquarters of any type to me (laughs) i think it is inspired in the sense of you know color maybe a feeling it's not like we have pokemon hanging from it it's an office right it needs to be professional it needs it's not it's not meant to be an amusement park it's not meant to be sort of over the top cheesy. I think it's very tasteful, but I would not look at those photos if they did not say it and be like, yeah, that's all Pokemon related. Um, I I don't get that vibe either, but it is nice. And, you know, let's say they've got, you can obviously see when you do look at the photos, some of them are wood and brown and, and sort of based on nature. And there's a pink one, it looks like. And then there's this golden and then there's a blue, very yeah. water based. So that's where I see it. You know, there's green. So it's leaf. Um, you know other what? It, than you that, know what it I, I don't of, see a lot of it. It looks like it could be the headquarters for some cosmetic company, some like clean beauty company. Yeah. That's what. Yeah, I could see like, that. If, if someone told me like, yeah, let's go to Game Freak's headquarters, this would not. Like I would walk in the door and I'd be like, oh, okay. I guess I just rented out some Yeah, I'd be like, oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, it it doesn't feel like what it should be in my opinion. Like I want to see the fire office. Where's fire type? They don't show fire type in these photos. Like if that doesn't have sort of a gas fireplace in the wall, then you're really missing opportunity. I mean, the water room could could have had like a water treatment going on, but then you get stuck in like, what do you do for some of the other ones, you know? Like I do see a wall that's got stone, so that could be a rock type. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's not hitting you over the head no. in any way. It's it's very very subtle and subdued. Uh, very refined. Subtle. I think it's nice. Very very subtle yeah. though. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's definitely not what you would expect. I guess if you went to the Pokemon headquarters. Another thing that you probably wouldn't expect is apparently Nintendo had eBay stores. I did not know this. Well, has at least until the 30th of November. Yeah. (laughs) Because I guess I'm not sure if it's in other countries, but at least the eBay Australia Nintendo store is going to be closing down on the 30th. So right now, I mean, it's just basically you can get Joy-Con battery packs, replacement parts for Labo kits, Amiibo, uh, some 3DS uh, parts and cover plates. But yeah, it's it, they're just they had a, an announcement, an official announcement the other day. It was one sentence long, and it basically just said we're ending the store on November thirtieth. No context, nothing else. That's just basically what they said. Yeah. Um, so, and and I guess the hope of this is that Australia will get a more legitimate store, kind of like what they do with the UK uh, Nintendo store. 
because Australia doesn't really have anything like that right now. Yeah. Well, apparently the their their my Nintendo page is a little outdated or not really up to speed mm. with where it is in other regions. So yeah. They could offer the things there if they do get an update, so, you know. But I had no idea. I tried to I went on eBay and tried to find the Nintendo store for the US and I didn't see a Nintendo page on eBay. I couldn't find like hmm. their storefront. So perhaps that's not in our region. I know that we have one for Just Amazon. Australia. Um but mm-hmm. maybe maybe Australia and New Zealand and other other places do have an eBay store i i really have no idea um i just thought it was really really interesting i know we have a couple listeners that are in australia so i wanted to post this for them and maybe they can shoot us a message on discord and let us know what they thought if they've ever even used this because maybe that's part of the problem maybe nobody even knew i have no idea yeah the comments from the uh article that's linked here a lot of people are like they're what mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's an ebay store, a nintendo ebay store like ebay still exists no. yeah yeah but I'm, I'm thinking too even the amazon us page they don't sell parts for kits and things like yeah. that it's mostly just merch so i feel like the fact that they sell battery packs and kits and things like that that's not really a nintendo thing to do yeah they don't really do that and if they do it's very under the table for specific companies that do these replacements and things like that so it kind of seems like australia is in like this archaic nintendo mode at the moment yeah it's it's strange uh i i like that they had these things available though you know i didn't know that you could get joy con battery packs and replacement parts for labo and so i mean that's that's cool that they had it available they just need to find another way to make that available for people Mm -hmm. now we always like to talk about nintendo sales because that's a good metric for how healthy the system is you know if if the sales are dropping we may start to see third-party games and first-party games not really coming out anymore. Well, I do not think that is an issue for the Nintendo Switch because according to NPD data uh, in the US anyway, this one's focused on us here in the US. As for October 2020, sales for the Switch are the second highest October sales of any video game console in history. So that is pretty Mm -hmm. impressive. Uh, The system shifted more than 735,000 units between the Switch and Switch Lite, which is a growth of 136% compared to the same month of last year. That is bananas. That is wonderful. Uh, Doug Bowser, who is the Nintendo of America president, said, seeing encouraging sales growth like this in the fourth October of Nintendo Switch proves to us that the system has many more years and great games yet to come. We all love hearing that. Uh, You may wonder, what is number one then if this is number two? Well, the Nintendo Wii still holds the record for the month of October with 807 thousand units sold back in 2008 so So it's so close so close (laughs) Uh, the switch though does continue its streak as the best selling video game console for 23 consecutive months that is just just absolutely bananas Um, and it has now sold more than 22.5 million units in the u.s to date and according to the latest nintendo sales figures as of September this year, it had sold 68.3 million sales worldwide. So it is still going very strong coming into the holiday season, which I'm 
I'm excited because I, I think we're the, the Switch is on on track to take the number one spot for Nintendo's consoles, which would be it'd be amazing. Yeah. Um, and that's just great, great news all around because, like Doug Bowser said, you know, you have these great numbers. It's going to keep being supported. Then it's obviously doing okay. There's no reason not to support it. So people want to be on the platform. They have a huge market. You know, six to eight thousand people that can be playing this. So of course, you're going to see a lot of indies wanting to be on here. A lot of third party. A lot of first party mm-hmm. because they're that that's where people are playing games. Yeah, I'm just I'm trying I'm trying to wrap my head around like how crazy it is. Like how well this thing is doing, mm-hmm. even though there's these next gen systems that came out this month. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy that it's still doing so good, even building up to the anticipation of the new systems. Just have to see. I, I'm excited. Not, not that it's good or bad. I'm just excited to see. I mean, we have PS5 out. We have Series X out. Yeah, I, I'm really yeah. excited. To see, I mean, this is just great time for gaming in general. I'm, you know, you see a lot of the fanboy garbage on social media about one being better than the other. I I, I get yeah. them all. I, I really don't care. So I really just, it's, I think it's cool to the, the amount of games and the things that we have to play, whether it's on your PC or console of any of your choosing or all of them, there's just so much to play. And it's, it's really exciting to see. I mean, I'm so happy that Nintendo is doing so well right now because I do know that, you know, obviously with the Wii U things weren't, they were just stagnant. It didn't seem like Nintendo was a very big player. I remember in E3s in mm-hmm. the past and being like, what was that E3 about? There was nothing, nothing. So yeah. I just, I'm happy that we have, you know, a uh, a Switch to be playing and to enjoy right now. And just in general, gaming has excited me. So I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to see what comes out next. Well, that does it for the news this week. Like we said, there wasn't much. <laughs> mm. But right. now we can move on to the top 10 bestsellers. In the first slot, we now have Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, the pre-order. Uh, that moved Hades to second. Third is Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Fourth, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Fifth, Minecraft. Sixth, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Seventh, Abzu. And this is 90% off, so it's only $2. Mm. Eighth is No More Heroes. Ninth, Overcooked 2. And 10th, Just Overcooked. And then for new games in the top 30, we have a game that I mentioned, uh, was it two weeks ago or the week before? Uh, but it's Sakuna of Rice and Ruin, and that's 18th. Oh, all right. Well, I like that we have 10 in this week's top 10. That's nice. That's a change yeah, from the yeah, week before. Yeah, I actually before. did my job this week. Yep, yep, Thank very you. nice. Um, <laughs> I, I, as far as I'm not... Like Abzu, I, it's not a game that I would, I really am ex- like looking for it, but for $2, I'm tempted to just get it because yeah. I feel like, you know, even if it's a throwaway, I mean, I, I know a few of our friends have played it and they really enjoyed it, but it's not something I tend to gravitate towards. It does. It's, it's a, I don't know. It's more, it's, it's not experience. Really a it's not a game, game you know, and yeah, it's one of those things a, where you're like, okay, but for $2, I might grab it. Well, that's the thing is like it's been on my wish list for a long time because I like the idea of it. It seems like it would be kind of a cool, relaxing experience. So I was like, oh, maybe if it, you know, it was under like a few dollars or something, I'll pick it up. And I saw it was only two dollars. I was like, yeah, of course, I have to pick it up now. Who knows when it's going to be this low again? And this does last for four more days. So by the time the podcast does come out, I think you'll have like one more day to pick it up if you want. Nice. So nice. And I've heard the music Mm -hmm. for it is very, very good. So I'm always interested in checking that out. Now that gets mm-hmm. us to new releases we're into this week. And of course we have several to talk about. And do you want to kick it off or do you want me to kick it off? 
Well, you have two checks on this ne- on this first game, so I'll let you talk about this one. Okay, this is something that I have been following yeah. for a bit. I tend to go onto the coming soon page in our eShop and scroll and scroll and scroll. And when things stand out, I, of course, add them to my wish list. And this one's been up and coming. I've been looking forward to it. It comes out November 17th, finally. And that's Mars Horizon. It's normally going to be $20. Right now, it's on sale for $17.99. And... No surprise, this is a strategy simulation game, which is pretty much right up my alley, and it involves space, (laughs) so it has everything I love. You lead a space agency from the beginning of the space age to getting humans to Mars. I love this. It's full of challenges, customized vehicles, launching satellites and spacecrafts. You're exploring the solar system. You run the mission control. You pick the crew. You, You work on all aspects of the game. I love what don't you do? The what don't you do? To be honest, I really, really like. The, I've been looking forward to this. Uh, we did request a key. I don't think we're going to get one for for uh, Switch. I do think we may get one for Steam. So at least we can get an idea of the gameplay, mm-hmm. and then that would most likely correlate with the Switch version. You know, the controls would be different, but if the game itself mm-hmm. is fun, then I I would assume the port will be just as fun. Uh, but I'm excited for this. I I gave this one a two check. It's my only two check on the list because it is just it it literally checks so many boxes for the things I'm into. So Mars Horizon, mm-hmm. November seventeenth. Yeah, I checked it too. Anything involving space and spaceships and stuff, I usually like. And though I don't typically go towards strategy games, I I will trade off strategy for going to space and exploring space and the solar system and customizing spacecrafts. And I'm come on, (laughs) why wouldn't you check this? (laughs) I always like having a lot of space. See, I I I always like um, like being a pilot of a ship as well. Mm -hmm. Not that that is what is in this game. But if I, like you and I both have read this series called Red Rising, which is all about space and there's strategy and all of this military strategy involved in these books, which if you have not read or listened to those that series you really should it's it's wonderful it's very exciting it's our wreck of the week yeah it's it gets your heart (laughs) pounding it's a great book different podcast yeah we're not talking about that i guess but uh i (laughs) when i do listen or read those books or anything like that watch firefly or any of that kind of stuff i wish i had a really good game that allowed me to be a space pirate or some sort of like captain of a spaceship and you know running a crew so when i see things like this i instantly check them because i i it just scratches an itch that i don't use usually uh get to when i when i play games the next one i have is for november 19th it's called brawl chess it's normally 9.99 on sale for 6.99 it is quoted as the most epic chess game ever made you get to choose your hero Mm -hmm. and challenge other players in the family friendly game with a lively cartoon style and it is it looks all animated kind of fun kind of cute some of the features are local multiplayer it does say on the nintendo page that it supports nintendo online i don't know if that's like just cloud saves or if maybe they didn't go and like list that it has online multiplayer i have no idea it does have local which I feel like something like this. Yeah, I feel like something like this you would want online as well. I hope that is there and they just didn't list it. Um, it, And they really push the idea that this is like kid and family friendly. I mean, it's chess. We all know the game of chess. I'm a big fan Mm -hmm. of chess, even though I don't play it that often. But I like this take on it. So 
if you think chess, like uh, what is it from Harry Potter, when you move the parts and they like battle and then one is in yeah. wins, that's kind of how this game looks like you move your pawn and take somebody's knight and then they like have a little animated battle and then you're in place and, you know, it, there's cheering and all that kind of stuff. It looks very, mm-hmm. very cute. It's great for kids and families. Obviously, that's the point they kept trying to hit. They talk about how it's got brain training. And then they they went on to say, like, don't let the fun stop there. If you play as the king and and your 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 child plays as the whatever you could you could role play outside of the game. Like they kept talking about how it's so fit. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's a little like you're really pushing. Down. Yeah, you're really pushing this game. It's a game of chess, but they were really going after it. They're like, you could keep the role playing going even when you're not on the switch. It was like, okay. But it does look good for seven dollars. I gave it a check. Um and I and I like chess. And I don't have a game of chess on my switch. I haven't played chess in quite a while, so I think this would be a decent one. So the next game that we, again, both have checked is called Dreamo. It's coming out on the 19th for about $14. It is a first-person puzzle adventure game. So you wake up on an island and you're guided by this voice of um, an inventor slash therapist named Tara Moreau. And you basically set out together on a missing memory gathering mission. So essentially these memories are locked in these little boxes that are called artifacts and you have to kind of find these misplaced gears and and try to open these artifacts and open the box and that's kind of how the puzzles are built into the game and as you dive deeper into your mind the puzzles will grow more complex and an effort to keep your memories locked away um so and and it seems like in the trailer when i was watching it you the character person you're playing was in an airplane crash and you forgot all about it so you're kind of going on this memory seeking mission with the therapist well i it seemed pretty interesting it looks really cool it does look interesting i got into it a little bit more and it and it's not even that you're trying to unlock your memories you're you're it seems like your character is in a coma and you're trying to get them out of a coma so the, when I went on Steam, they were talking about how... It's hard to tell because they don't really say that. Though. Yeah, they don't say that. But, so, but I went yeah. on Steam and they were saying that the the doctor is like trying to guide you and, and the puzzles that you're putting back together are going to kind of get you back to consciousness. It's going to it's gonna wake you up and, and mm. get you up and moving okay. again. So I thought that sounded really, really interesting. And the way it's set up and the things that are happening, it reminds me so much of Soma, which if you have not played mm-hmm. that, it's a fantastic game. It's it's all about this very similar, like what's going on? Who? who yeah, I, I kind of got a, the Soma spooky vibe, but the look of it also kind of reminded me of Astroneer, kind of that mm. 3D kind of rendered Kind of colorful. And- yeah, yeah. Kind of got that. It's kind of a cross between the two, I guess. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> I'm looking forward to checking yeah. this one out or at least getting more info on it. 13, you know, maybe I'll, I'll put it on the wish list. If it drops down below 10, maybe grab mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So the next game I have checked, um, I'm not... 100% on this though. I'm more so just curious about it. Okay. Because it looks like it could be interesting, but it could also be really bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's called it's called Art School and school the way it's spelled is annoying. It's S Q O O L. Ah. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah, so it's coming out November 19th. $10 normally is on sale for 7 at the moment. So 
it's basically an art school simulation game that takes place in this really quirky, odd, 3D, weird dimensional world. Kind of reminds me of an 80s or 90s like teal and bright pink pattern. Mm -hmm. The way it's created. I know the way I'm describing it probably isn't really helping people visualize it, but that's kind of what it reminds me of. Uh, And your professor and a lot of the staff on campus is actually AI. And the campus is spread out across these like crazy floating islands. And there's these crazy bizarre shapes and these weird plants all over the place. So it looks like it, it could be interesting, but I'm not totally on board with this art school simulation concept. Like I, I don't see how that could be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, no, I so I, I'm going to keep an eye on it, but I, I'm not going to be picking this up. I'll say that much. <laughs> OK, well, I, this one would be one yeah. I would have to let you get and then convince me that yeah. it's worth playing, because when I did see it, I had the same thing. Where I was just like, I don't know. I like some of the it ideas of cool, it, but, but... It, uh, yeah, exactly. It could go one or the other way. And it, for seven dollars, at least it's not overpriced. It's not like a thirty dollar yeah. game, which is good. But mm-hmm. that could also mean that, you know, it's not. It's not that great. I don't, I'm not sure, but it's worth checking. Keep an eye on it. And if it drops down enough, you know, maybe, maybe it's a diamond in the rough. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So I have the next one checked for November 20th. It, this is the big one, obviously. I'm surprised you didn't at least check this, but it's. I think I meant to and forgot to. Oh, gotcha. I was going to say Hyrule Warriors, <laughs> yeah. Age of Calamity. We all know it's yeah. coming. It's finally releasing. And I will say, I just gave it a check. It is not a must have. It's funny to me that the $60 game, the big heavy hitter, got a single check, and Mars Horizon got a double check for me for this, this week of releases. But I played the demo yeah. and I liked it, but I just, it's not something I feel like i need right now and i know it won't go down in price i understand that you know that's it's not like i'm gonna wait for a sale it's just not something i need right now i guess and that's why it only got a single check it's on the wish list i know i will eventually get it but there's just not a need for it it's not something i feel like actually excited about and and really drawn to so hyrule warriors a single check november 20th i'm sure there's a lot of people that disagree and they're probably screaming at me right now, but um, yeah. I mean, it is number one. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I had fun in the demo. I I did. Like I said, it it was Mm -hmm. my first time playing any of the warriors games. I think it's very interesting. I love the fact that it's Zelda, um, but I just just don't need it. Just don't need it right this second. Yeah. I mean, like it's the same for me. The demo was a ton of fun, but like I said last week, after playing the demo, I just wanted to go play more Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah, I'm just ready for Breath of the <laughs> Wild too. Yeah, which probably won't be out for another like two years at this point. Yeah, probably but not. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? I'll, I'll go first because I have less than you, so I'll just go first. I'm mm-hmm. playing Witcher Three. Just loving every moment of it and i also picked up part-time ufo i know we had been talking about this mott sold me on it last week when he was talking about it and i played through some of the like solo and it's just so cute it's a cute fun little game it's awesome that it's on mobile because that could probably be a lot of fun too i haven't really messed around with the, the multiplayer aspect of it but i do like the solo i it, it handles really well it feels very comfortable like when you're grabbing stuff and you can kind of even use some momentum and swing it and flick the things that you're picking up whether it's 
it's a cheerleader or a fish or a orange or whatever it is that you need to stack. It's fun. The physics of it seem to work really, really well. And you get little collectibles. So I ended up unlocking like this scarf and, and hat for my my little UFO. So it's all bundled up for wintertime. Um, it's it's really cute. Really, really cute. So if, if that's something where you're looking for a good puzzle game, I guess puzzle game, I don't know. Um, in a, in a good co-op game, I could imagine this being a ton of fun where you're like screaming at whoever you're playing with because they're probably not stacking. So maybe we'll, we'll test this one out. We'll have to get together and play this because I don't think it's online support. Yeah. I think it's couch co-op only, but we'll play this and we'll we'll oh. test it on report back to people because I do think it yeah, looks super cute, especially coming into the holidays. If, you know, obviously we still need to maintain social distancing, but if you're with your kids or whoever and you want to play something over the holidays, this would be a really fun one. Throw some eShop gift cards in those stockings. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so uh, for me, like I mentioned before, I bought Abzu. Maybe I'll play it this week. It's going to be one of those ones that's just hanging out on my Switch until I get you know, Around a chance to, to, to play it. Yeah. yeah. It's not something I'm going to rush into. Um, but I also mentioned last week that I did get Jenny Leclou. Mm. Uh, and I will say it's still in the top 30 bestsellers. I believe it's 28. I think. Okay. Um, but I think that's just because it was on sale. Um, so I played about three to four hours of this game yesterday. Okay. And it started out very slow, like painfully slow. <laughs> and three or four hours later, it's still very slow. Oh. It's kind of like I know the things I need to do in the game. And I just want to do them. I don't want to sit there clicking through dialogue over and over again. I'm That's kind of a trend with me recently. I've noticed I don't like games where I have to just constantly wait for a bunch of dialogue that doesn't really add a ton of value. Yeah. Um, but it's it's interesting, the game, the way the story is set up. So Jenny Lee Clue is basically this book series. And in the beginning, you're following this author who is on the 28th book and... The publisher is pressuring him to make changes because the sales have been super low. And basically, the publisher says, listen, an Arthurton can't be all happy trees and people happy and rainbows and birds singing. You got to mess something up. You got to kill someone. Mm -hmm. Just just kill everybody off. And the the author's like, I don't want to do it. Fine, I'll do it. You've made me angry enough. I'll kill everybody. So then you switch to being in the game and Jenny Lee Clue is the detective in the game that the story is about and bad things happen. Yeah. But the way, so the way it's written, it it gets kind of dark. The story does. It has these like dark elements to it, but the gameplay itself is so simple. I'm having a really difficult time pinpointing what the actual age demographic is. Okay. I'm just not sure who it's written for because... The story itself is kind of complex. I can't see like a younger kid getting really into it. Mm-hmm. It's not written like oh, like a Goosebumps book or anything like that, like simplified in that way, mm-hmm. I would say. It, the story itself is complex enough, but the gameplay is just so simple. It's like painfully simple where I don't really feel – it feels like just a point-and-click adventure game at this point. Gotcha. Yes, there's like one or two puzzles here or there, but they're very, very simple. Like for me even, and I I like simple puzzles, but Jesus is almost too simple. Hmm. So I'm having a hard time figuring out who this game is actually for. And I didn't really look it up on the website because I want to continue playing the game before I like look into it. But overall, I I did enjoy playing it, but there are elements of it that I'm 
kind of frustrated and very impatient about. It's really interesting that it's uh, it's such a simple game with more of an adult complex. Because the, the way you're explaining it, the writing seems to kind of like the Pokemon game that we've been talking about, where it's like, yeah. we understand how to play Pokemon. Can you please just stop making this just for children and make it a little bit more complex? And I think that's what it kind of sounds like with this. It's it's it, They just simplified it so much that the story could be interesting, but the gameplay is just not where you want it to be. Yeah, the story is definitely interesting. I almost wish I could just read this as a book mm-hmm. and I would be way more into it. But the main character that you play, she's a huge jerk. There's like this part I'm at right now and she has this cousin that she hates for like no reason besides the fact that she's a girly girl. Wow. And she's like stop being so angsty i don't need every character in every game to just hate people for the sake of hating people i already do that in my everyday life yeah yeah exactly <laughs> so i don't need to do that in video game. but and then there's points where you can it is you know choices you make do affect the game so there are points where i choose to say something nice to the cousin but then the character is like a total jerk anyway and it's oh. like why did i even choose if she's just gonna be a snot to begin with yeah so it Stuff like that kind of bothers me. I would say I, it's fun, but maybe I, I, it, I have a hard time recommending it yet. I'm yeah. not going to give it a score because I want to play it a little bit longer. It just doesn't just to appeal see if to you. Change. Yeah, yeah kind of like Night in the Woods. Gotcha. I, it, it was the same issue with Night in the Woods. At least Night in the Woods, you knew the character was going to act like that. Yeah. And there were moments where you could have the character just kind of ignore or things or like just move on and not dwell on stuff but yeah and jenny Leclue, jenny's a jerk oh. through and through she's just kind of a snot even her best friend she's a total jerk to them mm. just bad yeah bad character it's tough to relate to yeah. i mean there's there's a lot of and, games and like that i just wonder i just wonder who would like this character yeah i, I don't know i'm the same way we'll i mean if happens. it's a movie or a yeah. book or a game if the characters i can't relate to or just can't you know, find something redeemable. I mean, I, I read this book a while back. I know you did too, but Pizza Girl. Pizza Girl is a perfect example. We read this book <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the the main character is just not somebody I can relate to. And they're, they were just not a nice person. And not that they have to be nice, but there was just nothing about them. This is who the book is about. You want to have, like, you want to yeah. root for them or have some growth and some development and character. And when that did not happen, it was kind of like, well, okay, I don't really care about you. And thereby, don't really care about this book anymore because I, yeah. you're a crappy I character. So yeah. that's probably kind of how you would feel about this game. You know, if there's nothing redeemable. Yeah. But- also, too, with a game where the choices you make affect the gameplay, you should also be making the choices to affect how the character acts and reacts to things. Yeah. Where in this case, it, that, that's, that doesn't happen. So it's it's kind of frustrating. But like I said, we'll see what happens. I'll play it for probably a couple more hours. And if things don't change, I probably won't continue playing it. Yeah. Well, but, I hate yeah. when games – there's a lot of games where you get to choose what your character says. And it'll be like mm-hmm. – um, you know, do you want this? Say yes, hello. please. Hello. No. Yeah, it's like, do you want this? <laughs> yeah. Or you're like, yeah, exactly. Do, do you want to say hello or do you want to be a snot? No, I want to say hello and be nice. Oh, hey, no. you jerk. I'm like, that's not the option. You didn't tell me that's what they would say. You just said to say hello. Yeah, I hate There have been games a lot of games like that. Yeah. 
There was another game too that was kind of like that. I want to say it was Detroit Becoming Human. Some of the options were like that. I would watch people play through it because obviously I don't have a PlayStation. But I'd watch people play through it and they would select a choice. They'd be like, I didn't want to say it like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like there, there needs yeah. to be an option where you can say something, Hello, but you also snotty. how Hello, you nice. say it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's funny. Um, all right. Well, that's a wrap. Like we said, there's not a lot yeah. to go on. So now you get to go back to playing whatever you were playing. And uh, hopefully you have a wonderful, wonderful week. If you want to write us, we always like to read everything you have to say. You can reach us at nintendodispatch.com or you can watch some of our shows. We did occasionally. It's very rare at this point, but we do occasionally stream mm-hmm. at Twitch. You can go to twitch.tv forward slash Nintendo Dispatch or you can chat with us. We talk frequently every week we're chatting with people over um on either twitter or our discord discord so feel free to follow us feel free to chat with us feel free to share the podcast we love all of that and as always this has been your nintendo dispatch